right, let's get yes. going. We're going to call our meeting to order here for our 7 p.m. regular trustee meeting on Tuesday, August 3rd, 2021. Um, I'll ask everyone who's able to to please stand. Some have jumped ahead of us here, so everyone else join them, please. Uh, and we have our invocation from Mr. Tracy Kellams. Yes, uh, tonight's invocation was given to us from Hartzell United Methodist Church. Heavenly Father, we gather tonight to do the business of our township. Grant each of us the gift of listening while others are talking, the gift of discernment as we discuss each issue brought before us, and grant us wisdom as we seek ways forward for our township, its residents, and the businesses located within our boundaries. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. Now, we'll do the Pledge of Allegiance, if you'll remain standing. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you, everyone. You may be seated. All right. Mr. Porter, would you please call the roll for our August 3rd Tuesday evening meeting? Uh, Mr. LaBarbera? Here. Mr. James? Here. Mr. Weedman? Present. All right, first order of business we have is a very nice thing to do. We have a swearing in of a new firefighter, and uh, he's the guy in the suit here, as you could probably all guess. Um, we'll ask you to come up in just a moment. Let me just note first today we're swearing in our firefighter, uh, one of the most honored and dangerous occupations. When there is an emergency in our community, firefighters are the first on the scene. Firefighters are civil servants as sworn officers, following standard policies of the fire service and standard operating procedures of their departments. They are there to prevent human suffering and death, to stabilize the incident, and prevent damages and loss of property. And we really appreciate all that you guys do. It's a great honor to have this opportunity to swear in a new recruit of the Sycamore Township Fire Department, Mr. Craig Wiederhold. We'll ask you to come up front and my fellow trustees to join me, and Mr. Porter as well. I want to do a quick introduction. Please do. So you know, uh, Craig's, um, he was with us part-time years ago and he moved on to Evendale Fire Department. He was with them for 10 years and um, he was uh, big with Evendale for uh, training, fire department training. He's uh, uh, very proficient with Lexapol with, that we use for our SOPs and our policies and that. And uh, he's, um, he's, I think Evendale was kind of hard to see him go. They, uh, they really liked him. And he decided to come up here and, and join Sycamore Township. So we're glad to have him. We'll make use out of his expertise in some things, so. We're glad we pulled you away from them. Do you have any immediate family members here with you? I do. Would you like them to join you? All right. Yes. My wife and daughter. All right. Will you please raise your right hands? Repeat after me. I, Craig Wiederholt. I, Craig Wiederholt. Do solemnly swear. Do solemnly swear. That I will support the Constitution and laws of the United States of America. That I will support the laws and Constitution of the United States of America. The Constitution and laws of the state of Ohio. The laws and Constitution of the state of Ohio. And the laws and ordinances of Sycamore Township, Ohio. And the laws and ordinances of Sycamore Township. That I will perform faithfully. That I will perform faithfully. The duties of firefighter of the Sycamore Township Fire Department. The duties of Sycamore Township Fire Department. 
and that I will do my best at all times. I will do my best at all times to save the lives and property. To save the lives and property of those under my protection. Under my protection. So help me God. So help me God. Congratulations. Thank you. Thanks to all of you for coming tonight to support him for this. Thanks. Craig, appreciate it. Don't be late to work. Yes. <laughs> I have to say that to all of you. Okay, no fires tonight, please. <laughs> Don't, don't be late to work. Yeah, that's good. Thank you. All right, it's always nice to start a meeting with something like that. Uh, we're going to move on now on our agenda here. Uh, next, we have approval of minutes. We have several batches of minutes to cover. The first being the July 13th, 2021 zoning public hearing minutes. Motion to approve. Second. Any discussion as to that? Mr. Porter, we call the roll. Mr. LaBarber? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weed? Aye. After that, we have the uh, July 13th, 2021 public hearing on the 2022 tax budget minutes. Motion to approve. Second. Any discussion? Mr. Porter. Mr. LaBarber? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. And finally, the July 13th, 2021 trustee meeting minutes. Motion to approve. Second. Any discussion? Mr. Porter. Mr. LaBarber. Aye. Mr. James. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. With that out of the way, next we have public comments. I believe we have three people signed up now. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Um, Mr. Josh Robinson. Good evening, guys. How are you this evening? Good. Uh, I'll note, if I may note first, uh, yeah. we have a, a four minute time limit Perfect. on public comments. We'll ask you to stick within that, please. Okay. This is not a Q&A time necessarily. Uh, trustees or others up here may choose to answer questions or issues that come up at some point. We'll have a clock running here that you'll be able to see on the screen. That was um, my next uh, <laughs> next comment was to let me know if I run over, so, but you've got that covered. So you may go whenever you're ready and cool. uh, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having us here. Uh, my name is Josh Robinson. I work at Thomas H. Bergman and Associates as an associate attorney there. Um, I'm here on behalf of Dr. Soha, who's here today as well. Um, we just really want to stress to the trustees um, our goal of to uh, settle in the litigation between um, Dr. Soha and the township, and we'd just like to do it in as amicably as possible and cost efficient and just efficient as in general as possible. Um, 
as you guys know, the settlement agreement was signed. Um, it's my understanding that Dr. Sohai complied with the front sign and uh, the requirements of that sign. The back sign, it was approved for the on August 11th, but um, it required further ODOT approval, which was not necessarily available at the time. Uh, since then, HB 74 passed. It, it has a little nuance in it where if a sign isn't used for compensation, um, an approval is deemed granted. Um, so at this time, he, Dr. Sohai could in fact uh, gain the approval of ODOT, whereas before it was seemingly harder to do. Um, sorry as I look down, the dates are seeming to escape me. Uh, oh yeah, I just want to mention that with HB was just, um, HB 74 was just in, uh, passed on June 1st, so very recent. Um, now my client wishes to really take that settlement agreement, put it to use, and uh, adhere by the terms of it now that HB 74 gives him a little more leeway. As I mentioned in the opening, there's just been a lot of uh, money spent in litigation, attorney's fees, just everybody's time in general. Um, there's a pending appeal currently, which is, you know, costs for everybody are through the roof in an appeal and time and efficiency is just not, that's not the best way to handle things. And we really just want to stress that we want to do the most efficient, amicable thing possible, or not thing, but process possible to come to a resolution that kind of works for everybody and allows Dr. Sohai to um, adhere to the settlement agreement uh, at the, from the terms that were signed by. Um, yet, in conclusion, we ask that due to the change in the ODOT law, which was fairly recent, June 1st, we may be allowed to complete the last portion of the settlement agreement and install the back sign as earlier approved by the township on August 11th. Um, I'm happy to answer any questions you guys have. Um, if you if you wish to invite me to a um, executive session, I would be glad to attend that, answer any questions, discuss further um, the settlement statement or Dr. Sohai's position. Uh, thanks for your time. Thank you, Mr. Robinson. I, our Council here tonight might want to address this. I would I would just note that typically when there is litigation in the settlement that's been pending and the parties are represented by council, council and council would speak that, about that. That's true. Um, so it's a little unusual to bring this in this context. My understanding as to the agreement that had been reached was that if Dr. Stowe was able to get a permit from ODOT to put the sign up that was approved in that, that of course he could proceed with that. And if if that's now possible, that's that's wonderful that the agreement can be consummated. Uh, Mr. Donilon, did you have any comment? Yeah, if I can, thank you. I'm Terry Donilon. I'm here for Mr. Desai this evening. And um, everybody's aware that this litigation has been going on for months, if not years. And Correct. I think it's more appropriate that we keep this in the court 
and not in the trustees chambers um, I appreciate uh, your overture that you want to adhere now to that settlement agreement and I'd certainly encourage you and Dr. Soe to come Thursday and explain that to Judge Triggs so if it is possible to put this to bed it could be put to bed but negotiating it in this forum I don't know is appropriate well, I appreciate I your efforts. Yeah, I want to stress too, I didn't come to negotiate or, or even talk as attorney. I, it was more as a public statement and to, to give the information that's came to light. It, it wasn't in really my attorney capacity, but my, but, but, uh, well, it was in my attorney capacity on behalf of Dr. Sohai, but not necessarily with the trustees, but just me to give a public statement of new information. And appreciate that, and of course, we'll counsel them appropriately with law where the law is, uh, what has happened, that. where we are, what needs to be done. And again, I would encourage you and Dr. Soe to come and tell that to Judge Triggs. Yes, we will Thursday. be there Thursday, and, along with you know, for uh, those who are watching this and may not be familiar with it, the township didn't appeal this. That's correct. Um, Dr. Soe appealed it. So. Um, we've done everything we can to get this resolved, and we appreciate the overture, and we'll continue to move forward on it. So thank you. Great. We, we look thank forward you, sir. to continuing that. All right. Who's up next, Skyler? Uh, Ms. Kathy Kugler. Good evening, Kathy. Good evening. What a nice evening it is out there, too. Mm -hmm. uh, my first comment is thank you for the sidewalk that is newly put in here. Many times I've had to uh, park in the back because like this evening there was a large crowd and I always had to walk through the grass. Uh, so that sidewalk was very much appreciated, which is one of the reasons I'm here is to ask about some sidewalks. Um, first of all, I've been working on Safe Street on Tenderfoot Lane for at least six years. Uh, and I was very glad to hear from Mr. Callums that there's some improvement on that street perhaps coming. Um, one of the things I'd like to ask Mr. Callums to do is to give a monthly report on progress on the Fields Ertle, um, Conry, uh, Warren County development of that traffic resolutions, which include a roundabout, which will take all the traffic, I hope, or most of it off of Tenderfoot Lane which has been very well documented how many cars go by there because uh, the township did do a study on that. There have been many studies. So I'm asking Mr. Callums uh, to give a report on how that's going. I've been having to go to many meetings myself and represent myself in this. So I'd like to use your expertise, your knowledge, your connections with everybody in the road business uh, on the all levels, Hamilton County, all the areas to uh, move forward on that project uh, and in addition recently we found out there will be some sidewalks possibly added uh, they aren't everywhere I would like them to be uh, and I'm asking you to reach out to any municipality and see if there's a way we can coordinate with these others to bring sidewalks uh, on Conry to uh, allow me personally or anybody else there to walk to one uh, Francis Recre Acres, which is a great parks, but additionally, just very nearby is our own Cleet McDaniels Park. So it would allow people to walk or ride bicycles uh, very safely uh, from that whole area. And there are at least 
uh, 80 households in uh, Macaulay Woods and Tenderfoot, which is also Superior Heights. So uh, I'm asking uh, for Mr. Kellams to give us a monthly report and to reach out to these other uh, municipalities in particular, I think it would be Sharonville. Um, I also recently saw that there's a no parking resolution coming up on my street. Uh, I was never contacted about that. Could anyone here answer who contacted the residents affected by this no parking issue? Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Kugler. Chief, did, were you who contacted? Up on I didn't contact anybody. I just went up and looked at it and determined that the fire lane sign needed to be put on the inside bend of Tenderfoot because <clears throat> when cars are parked there, if you're driving up Macaulay, um, it, the, the cars can block the view of someone coming from Tenderfoot that might be left to center. So the, ex the extent of this is what we see on the map here on the screen, though, yes. which is basically that corner yes. lot. So when you're coming from Fields Ertle, on, on uh, Macaulay, then if there's cars parked on the inside of the curve, they can block the view of somebody coming the other way, which they also have to go left to center to get past cars. So you're going to end up with a head on uh, right there. Will this be extended further down Tenderfoot? Are we going to be coming a no parking street? The proposed resolution tonight is simply what you see there. Just to, just to clear up that bend because that bend creates a blind spot when there's cars parked there. And if a bigger truck parks there, you're totally not going to see anybody coming um, in. So I, I appreciate your explanation, and certainly I know what you're talking mm -hmm. about. But did we reach out to any of the residents to ask their opinion on this, or is, is that not necessary in this type of situation? I, that I don't know. That is an interesting question. I'd be interested to know uh, as to where this came from. We've been hearing about this for a long time. Yeah, we've, yeah, we and, received an email from a resident up there that that was a concern because they noticed the cars parked there. So I drove up and looked at it, and I concurred that that was a problem. Mm -hmm. So that's that's where it generated from was somebody who lives in your area that was concerned about it. Well, I will just say one more time: <coughs> did did we reach out to the residents in the area and ask their opinion? I, certainly, somebody generated a request. We I'm did not, not hearing an answer to that. Somebody generated a request by people parking across the street from each other. Mm -hmm. So it was very narrow to get through. Uh, I talked to a chief, and we, uh, it was a safety issue. And <coughs> when it is a safety issue like that, it, we don't necessarily reach out to mm -hmm. the residents. It's to protect the residents. And it's only that one small section. Mm -hmm. we, we have done this in many places. Mm -hmm. But thank you for, thank for you. commenting about it. I thought it was useful that we have this discussion since it's on the agenda. That may save us a little because time I think later. people would like so. to be asked, even when it's an obvious safety issue. Thank you. And the, as part of the process, this has to go in the newspaper. So I don't know. There was public notice. Not not yet. He, you need to. Oh, and as it's happening. It's approved goes in the newspaper before it can be posted. Okay. Very good. So we'd have an opportunity to revisit it if there were some reason to do that then. But, all right. Um, Ms. Kugler did ask about monthly reporting. Tracy, if it's feasible, if you learn of updates as to these things, certainly keep us apprised as to that and the public as well. Uh, we can explore whether there's other reporting available, certainly, though. That's, that's a good idea to provide more information when possible. Is there a third person who signed up to comment? Yes, sir. Uh, Mr. Joshua Standish Fortin. And if I could just share a point of information with everyone with regard to the last uh, image that was up that you had at that intersection. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I did notice uh, the resolution, and if you look at the resolution um, as it pertains to that intersection, you will notice that the verbiage of the resolution is inaccurate as reflected in this image. Um, I don't, I just want to point that out. I would hate for you to go with a resolution that's inaccurate and have to. How so? Uh, if you if you have the do you have the resolution in front of you? Yeah. Uh, section one, you'll see at the bottom where it references um, extending such a distance um, of uh, 115 feet to the intersection of Tenderfoot Lane, then extending east on the north side of Tenderfoot Lane for a distance of 140 feet. So there are two things just to clarify. The resolution is to prohibit parking north and south of the intersection. But the problem is this resolution, or however it was drafted, lists the roads as Tenderfoot Lane. If you go back and you look at the image, and I believe it's a county, I don't know who names them or determines where one ends, but you'll see uh, where these are designated is actually McCauley. You can see right. Uh, and then it turns the corner, extends 140 feet down Tenderfoot mm -hmm. to the property line of that house. It says it begins on the east side of Macaulay Road, beginning at the intersection of Lewis Clark Trail, extending south 115 feet to the intersection of Tenderfoot. Okay, so the intersection of Tenderfoot Lane, that's an intersection. That is. Okay. Two roads come together, they intersect. Okay, very good. Thank you for clarifying. I assume the intersection, like everybody else who read that, was referring to the You're actual across, intersection. Right? Oh, the, oh, okay. Clark. Yeah, no. Ah, no, no, okay. no, where Macaulay and, people assume that Macaulay and Tenderfoot meet, and that's where the intersection is, where the stop signs are. Just for the record, before the okay. meeting began, I had a discussion with Mr. Miller suggesting in the future when we have resolutions mm -hmm. like this, we should actually include a diagram explicitly showing what we're talking mm -hmm. about. That might. Uh, eliminate concerns like this in the future and at least let people be better informed. So thank you for pointing that out that we certainly always want to know if there's potentially an error in something so we get it right thank from the start. You so you um, have comments. Let's let's move. Yeah, and I do have some handouts um, for trustees. Thanks. Mr. Miller, why don't we restart the clock on that? That did pertain sure. to a resolution and a technicality, I think. So That's fine. Thank you. Uh, sadly, the embarrassment of Sycamore Township continues. Uh, the annual community rankings for the entire tri-state area, which include Hamilton County, have been released by Cincinnati Magazine. Where does Sycamore Township rank in the top 75? Before we get to that, I want to make sure everyone understands that of the top 75 communities in Greater Cincinnati, 34 of those are townships. Townships are, in my opinion, the best form of government. Where does Sycamore Township rank among the top 34 townships who made the list? Embarrassingly, Sycamore Township does not rank in either the top 34 townships nor the top 75 communities in the tri-state area. Why is Sycamore Township viewed so negatively? Perhaps it is the ill treatment of residents. Pick your flavor of the day. For this, I particularly like to reference when township residents have been fined $100 for daring to replace their fence post that had fallen down before receiving the blessing of the township. Pause and think about that. 
The township find a resident for replacing a fence post so that they can repair their backyard fence so that the children they have or pets who use the backyard do not get out into dangerous traffic or even kidnapped. Or maybe it's the unprecedented level of unethical practices and sanctions that current Sycamore Township trustee Wiedemann and former trustee Bishop and Connor have received. Those trustees manipulated the township administration to spend over a million dollars of our tax money and ultimately raise money for their own campaigns as documented by the Ohio Ethics Commission. It is embarrassing and insulting that Sycamore Township residents have to look at those names on the ballot. Anyone who understands the concept of best practices may have noticed that Sycamore Township has a lot of emergencies. More emergencies probably than any other township in Hamilton County. Why is it that all of the Hamilton County townships do not have as many declared emergencies as Sycamore Township? Almost every meeting, you'll hear, declare an emergency, declare an emergency. What is the emergency in Sycamore Township? Why won't the trustees allow residents the opportunity to learn and comment on the actions of our township? Only our township declares an emergency so that residents learn of resolutions only after they have been voted on. This is disrespectful, embarrassing, and must end. To top it all off, you, the trustees, all took an oath to uphold the United States and State of Ohio constitutions. You have prohibited the citizens and business leaders of Sycamore Township from using a public park to assemble peacefully and celebrate the 4th of July the day we declared freedom from tyranny. I hope the residents are now awake. As part of my civic duty to my community, I organized the 4th of July celebration in 2020. We raised over $2,000 for the township and I have a check for $300 for the Sycamore Township Endowment Fund. I hope we can learn more about the tax and spend spree that we saw this year with regard to over $10 million spent to repair roads that still had many years left on them. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Mr. Fortin. Question, the ranking here, is this the Cincy Magazine, yes. no criteria noted ranking? However you wish to describe it. Yeah. Thank you. Any other speakers signed up or anyone else yes, who wished to speak? Uh, that was the intersection he was discussing earlier. So. <laughs> All right, we shall move on. Thank you very much. Sheriff Patrol report time, but we don't have a Sergeant Sheriff Patrol member. Sovereign, unfortunately, ran into a little bit of a medical emergency oh. and cannot be here. Okay, any known report? No. All right, times are peaceful then. Very good. Let's move on to the EMS and fire report. Chief, what have you got? Um, first of all, I want to say thanks for the new firefighter indication that was that was nice um, it, it really says a lot when you have a fireman that has been invested with a community for 10 years leave to come here it, it's that's it's really a, a great a great thing that uh, we have that reputation that somebody wants to be a part of that family so it, we're, I'm kind of honored that we we have that reputation mm -hmm. um, Moving on, the um, station projects that we've been working on are 
they're coming along. We've um, made several, several calls to contractors and different people to get people to come out to take a look at uh, some of our issues. Uh, some of them did come out. Some did not return calls or did not show up. And others said, send us a photo of it and we'll go from there. So we weren't interested in those kind of people. So the, the days of having contractors overwhelm you to come in to uh, do a bid is, is pretty scarce. <laughs> um, we did, Tim Feichner is my lieutenant for the department. He's very project oriented. So I put him in charge of this and he's done a great job with it so far. And um, he did put together this sheet and it, it looks like um, what we have on here is, is best pricing or best work, although we're, we're not finished with it yet because some of these have to go out for bid because of the price. So uh, the Silco and the Magna Grip, I believe we have to have specs wrote up for that and we have to go through a bid process. So we're, we're going to continue with that. Some of the smaller projects are not that big of a deal so we can we can uh, move forward with those but we'll, we'll get everything together and then present a whole package to you when we uh, get ready to to do that so um, other than that there's any questions that's about all I got any questions chief I just want to mention uh, on the 24th uh, of July I stopped by the uh, movie we had in Bechtold Park saying a lot and uh, there were about 50 people talking to mothers and everybody. And the kids, they all praised the fire department. They loved that the guys were very, very nice. Talked to them, let them go up and touch things and sit in the wonderful. Thank you. The guys were, the guys were stars. And also, the, uh, you can pass it on to the police department also. Our sheriff's department had a car there, and the kids loved that too. But the fire department's outstanding. Thank you. Uh, Kelby, uh, Kelby Thorson, my other lieutenant, he, he was. Uh, a big opponent on reaching out to Jason Petty and getting that set up that's great. so we could uh, we could partake in that so that that's something we're going to continue to do uh, um, as long as they like the little helmets too the yeah, helmets. yeah we, helmets. we just bought some of those so uh, as, as long as they don't get the runs they'll be there can't guarantee that <laughs> Get the runs. Yeah. Okay. That's an interesting. Go on runs. Okay. Go on runs. Let's make sure we get that right in a minute. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Tom, any questions for the chief? Yeah. All right. Chief, these items on here uh, in the scope of work listings you have, are these the things that you showed? I know I, I took a tour with you with Mr. Warwick to look around at things. Um, so these are all the things you were pointing out as to that? They're not, they're not all of them. Okay. Um, but they're the important ones. Okay. Uh, we're not we're not in a position where we can do anything further with the station mm -hmm. down here, uh, due to the, the the problems we have with contractors and building materials and so on and so forth. But these are um, these are items that we need to attend to no matter what we do. Mm -hmm. So we're we're going to get these fixed. And the only the only thing that's that's not on this list that we're working on is uh, is um, the furnaces in the in the upstairs we're getting the price on venting those out through the roof mm -hmm. rather than into the attic like they are now okay so that that's uh, a big problem uh, creates mold and everything else so mm -hmm. uh, we're, we are getting pricing on uh, <coughs> somebody venting those out so they're done correctly 
Okay, and any we can move on right away, like you know, repairing the fire fire alarm system, for example, we should get that done. Um, very um, good. We and uh, some of these we have to do prevailing wage too, on, on some of these. Okay. All right. Very good. Anything else for the chief? We shall move on then. Thank you. Uh, next, we have roads maintenance and recreation. Tracy, we scheduled this meeting so you could be here tonight. So. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> what have you got for us? So I'll start off with recreation. Uh, parks have got a lot going on. Uh, we have music in the park. Red Hot Riot played at McDaniel uh, Friday night. It was a beautiful night. Uh, it was not very well yeah. attended. Uh, so we may, you know, if that continues, I think we'll need to have a discussion about that. I mean, I think yeah. there was 11 people there. Yeah, I know Mr. LaBarbera, I believe, made it up there. Mr. Weedman, I think, made it up there at some point to look at it, and I got reports from people as to what was there. I don't know if that was just a confluence of other things going on or promotion or what. We had much better turnouts at Bechtold with the events, even one where we had terrible weather, and yes. we had a pretty decent turnout for that. So I don't know if we need to focus on Bechtold as the primary forum or maybe do some more promotion if there's a way to do it, but we should think of all those things. The, the end result on most of these is typically that the bands will bring their own fans. So mm -hmm. uh, when we had the, uh, what was the first group? The, uh, the Yeah. So they bring a lot of people no matter where they go, and uh, um, some of these bands don't. Um, in, in the case of uh, when I got there in the middle of the second set, I think there was uh, uh, 10 people in the park. And so it's not necessarily our residents are coming or not coming, but it's whether or not these people have followers of their band and they go every weekend, they, they're somewhere, and every weekend these people follow them to the next spot. So um, I think uh, with the remains, that is definitely the case. Um, but I, th I think that with the, uh, the, the previous week, I think we had uh, 40 max. And um, I, I think we just probably ought to let's play it through and, and try to see uh, how it ends. But the reality is we probably ought to be rethinking this thing, I think. Um, I'm not sure if it's venue-driven or if it's band-driven, but um, the, the attendance has been, generally speaking, very poor. Well, the purpose of it is to draw local residents to come out to see the, see the acts, see the, the entertainment. So that's, that's number one. Uh, the venue out there is beautiful. I mean, it is. You, you sit there, you got the stage over here, the children are playing over here, so you can watch your daughter and son play, and your restrooms are over here. So it's a great area. But have you have we done, since I've been here, I don't remember doing any music in that park out there. Have we done things in McDaniel? We, we used to. I mean, before. Well, back a number of years ago. Yeah, a number of years ago, we used to do concerts. Uh, here in the back, also, yeah, also, yeah, yeah, and at the same time, we did them at McDaniel. <coughs> at the same time, mm. so yeah. But if the, if the bands are bringing their own followers from elsewhere, the purpose of this is to entertain our residents. So right. and, and this is an experiment, though. And fortunately, an we've been and at Bechtel, we had a good crowd, but yeah. You know, the majority of that was band-driven, also. Yeah. So, but the expense has been very low, at least, and we've been kind of nimble with the experimentation yeah. we've been doing. A little doing. bit more up at McDaniel because we have to rent a stage there. Yeah. So that's not cheap. Yeah. What more do we have scheduled up there in the concert we series? Have, uh, we have a bluegrass band scheduled for up there. And that's it? Yeah, we, we've advertised the schedule. We put it in the newsletter, I think, even so we don't want to deviate. On Facebook. 
yeah. on the uh, website, and then we also put signs up. Mm -hmm. So short of you know spending more money and putting it on radio, which mm -hmm. we don't want to do. Don't want to do that. No, no. So, so we'll just have to keep an eye on how yeah. it goes. I mean, some of it may just be some of these we can promote ourselves. I've actually gotten good results just posting things in the Facebook groups that I'm part of in various areas of the township and on nextdoor.com. <coughs> I, I don't know if you're doing that up north, Tom, with the yeah. ones you have access to. Okay, good. Thank and you. It was a beautiful yeah. night. Perfect yeah. night. Perfect. Yeah. And the band was good. It was excellent. Yeah. It was excellent crew. Oh, well. Yeah. So we do have a movie in the park coming up August 7th at McDaniel also, Robots, so we hope we get a good turnout for that. Mm -hmm. uh, then that's another one where the fire department's going to be at. Uh, the movie starts at dusk and the fire department is going to be there, I believe it's 7.30, isn't that right, Chief? Somewhere now, somewhere now. 7.30. Uh, so, you know, we'll, we'll advertise that. That's on the website, so maybe we'll get some more people out for that. Mm -hmm. Also on August 7th, uh, in the daytime, we have the car show at Schuler. So there's a lot going on in the parks and a lot up north. The registration for the car show is 9 a.m., starts at 9 a.m. The show starts at noon. Uh, it's usually over with the judging and awards and everything by about 3 o'clock. So we've got a, a full day up north in our parks on August 7th. And then we also have music in the park <coughs> back at Bechtold on August 14th, and that will be String Theory. That's the name of that band. And uh, that's from, scheduled from 7 to 9. And Jason told me today that they actually want to play longer. So uh, I don't know if that's going to be earlier or later, but we'll see and make those adjustments. We have no problem with playing longer. Longer is So that's about all I have for parks right now. Uh, as far as roads, a little quick, update. Sorry, quick question about that also. Okay. Jason and I have talked about this. I think he mentioned he talked to Mr. Weedman about this and maybe Mr. LaBarbera. For the movies, we're renting a screen right now, and the expense for renting it isn't much more than just purchasing one. Uh, I don't know if you have any recommendations as to that or have talked to him. It is, is it? a little bit more than purchasing one, but I thought that maybe we should, <coughs> should just play out this year mm -hmm. and see how it goes before we invest mm -hmm. in money. Uh, but I do think it's a good idea if we're getting good turnouts I think we should see how this year plays out mm. okay thanks mm -hmm. move on to roads then unless anybody else had parks questions okay so quick update on Coogler Mill uh, if you've I know you've uh, probably driven by it from Kenwood Road to Blue Ash Road is complete We've got a small punch list that they have to do, but it looks really nice mm -hmm. compared to the disaster that it was before. They, they did a good job. Uh, new curbs, new sidewalk, new street. Uh, also, uh, they, they have gone across the street now to start, but if you've noticed, uh, the trees were down at the corner. Also, we took those trees down as part of that project. I know there was concern about that being a uh, site ha uh, hazard is for, for people going through the intersection. And there was a wreck there last uh, week and we, we got a, uh, an email about that from a concerned resident. But uh, I want to make sure that you know that those trees and construction had absolutely nothing to do with that wreck. Right. Both people entered the intersection on yellow, went through it and hit each other on red. Okay. So. 
it, it, everybody walked away from that, and I don't know how they did. Yeah, that was a pretty spectacular video. Yeah, it was, but that the, the construction or the trees had anything to do with that. Uh, other than that, uh, so now they're down in this section. Uh, they're cutting. They're already starting on uh, storm sewer and water line. So they'll, they'll be uh, probably a month of work for that. Uh, then they'll start on the curbs. So, uh, you know, we're still looking at probably three months of work before it's done, but it should be done this year. So that road is going to be, you're going to want to stay away from it. From that end, <laughs> I drive that every day. Yeah. Do, you do, do you ever drive it? Yeah. Oh, I came around. <laughs> I don't believe you. But yeah, it's it's. As you know, we have this completely closed off, but there's a lot of side streets. So this end, we it's hard to do a hard closure, but. Uh, we have signs up to say road close. Expect long delays because they will be some long delays. Mm -hmm. But the guys are doing a good job. I, I think this send out here turned out real well. If you've driven down there, it's a fast improvement. Tracy, was that Jorgensen? Who did, who did that? Who did that strip? Uh, Rack and Baller. Oh, that's right. They have the whole. Uh, yes, they that's have right. The whole contract. I've already gotten a lot of resident feedback from the. Sturbridge neighborhood and Heitmeyer neighborhood, everybody's really excited about the sidewalks coming now. Finally. Good. Finally. Hopefully they remember that before they call me angry because of the traffic. Yes. So, <laughs> so other than that, we have bid openings on August 12th. We have two of them. Uh, we are on the street right now for both the Larchview Plainfield project, which is a combined project between us and the county. And that opens on August 12th at 10 a.m. And we also have a bid opening for the Dillondale Culverts, which is a local project that is also coming out of the 25% uncovered TIF funds. So that's a, a, another part of our, our road program that uh, Mr. Fortin would like to say is tax and spend, but there was no taxes from our residents. It was all TIF dollars. So uh, that, that is also doing those Dillon Bell culverts. So with an update on the 2021 road program, uh, we are in Dillon Vale, full depths going on right now, all the curb work's done. Uh, Strausser's coming in August 10th. Jurgensen right now is scheduled for August 17th. So we should be done with the whole project by the end of the month, as long as nothing happens, weather's fine. So uh, we're, we're real happy with Jurgens because as you know, it's over 10 miles of road. We were concerned about what contractor could get that and get that amount of work done in they, one year. And they've done a great they've job. They've done an awesome job. Great guy. So uh, it, uh, if, we're, if they're done by the end of, uh, of August, we can't ask for more than that. Mm -hmm. Question about some of this, and from talking to Ray, I think you and he have already discussed this, but We've accelerated maintenance to some extent on these roads that would have been done in future years and compressed it into one year, which means many of these roads are all going to be decaying at the same rate all at once and are going to need maintenance at the same time in the future. You'll be retired by then, I'm yes, betting. I, I hope so. But, but if you could plan out a schedule in advance as to when we need to start on some of these so we stage it the right way so we don't get hit with the massive expense all at once because we may not have that same opportunity in the future as now, that'd be great. Yeah. So. 
and we do a lot of preventative maintenance also. So, you know, we're getting close to 20 years out of our roads now. So, very good. Anything else about roads? That's all I have for now. Anybody got any questions for Tracy? You have the RFQ. I do have the RFQ. I believe everybody got it in their packet. Uh, I saw on there there is a, a post date of 831. That's a post date that we put on there. This, I cannot guarantee that. This is waiting for comments from the county. That's gone to the county engineer and to their traffic department. Uh, because Kenwood Road is a county road. Uh, you know, we were also talking to uh, some people in the engineer's office, uh, traffic engineers from the state because of Montgomery Road. We're waiting back for comments for that. Hopefully we get those comments back and have everything put together in time to get this out in a timely fashion. Do we need to do anything with this? We need Not tonight, no sir. I was just to give it to you so you know mm -hmm. where it's at and that uh, we're waiting on comments. Very good. All right, now we do have a resolution that we discussed earlier in the public we comments. Have a resolution, but also I would like to speak towards uh, Ms. Kugler's comments about uh, Field Zernal. Uh, so uh, as you know, we, we had a meeting, and I don't know if we've talked about this in a meeting, but we had a meeting with the county and Sharonville for them to put in a uh, grant for this project. And we've asked them to add sidewalks. We went over it with all the municipalities and sidewalks have been added inside the project limits. So that's on Cauley Road, uh, basically going from Fields Earl to the pub driveway, down Fields Earl, past Conray up to Yorktown and up uh, Conray to where the project ends. So we've talked to uh, Sharonville about more sidewalks. They currently have a Safe Routes to School uh, grant that they're going for to add more sidewalks. Of course, I, I do not know what uh, is coming of that, but the, they do have that in there. So we've asked, you know, we try to get more sidewalks in this project but the county was reluctant to go outside the limits because when you're going for a grant you have to stay inside your limits or it really affects your ability to get the grant so after that and we get the share the Sharonville uh, safety the school grant then we'll have a better idea of where we're at with sidewalks in that area unfortunately we only go to the backyard so the house is on tenderfoot so to go any farther up to School Road would, would definitely be sharing. So we'll see how that plays out and go from there, see what kind of plan we can get. Very good. It, in this part of the township, I, we may have discussed, discussed this in a prior meeting, but I think we have grant applications pending, don't we, for some of the uh, Issue 7 money yes, we for do. Montgomery Road? We and is it Miami? We haven't heard anything yet. Okay. Montgomery Road we do, Miami we do not. We could not get that coordinated fast enough because there's actually, the church property is actually, and I didn't even know this, in the city of Madera. Oh, really? So we come up and the church is carved out hmm. and it's in the city of Madera. 
did not know that. I did not either. Yeah. I always I'm thought it was in the township. I thought it was in the township. It's just the church property. Okay. And there's a roundabout going in there too, right? Yes, there is. Do we know Madeira's schedule for that? We do not. There a roundabout's going in uh, Galbraith and uh, Miami there? Galbraith yeah. and Miami. Wow. Okay. That's a Madeira project. But we do have the grant in for the Montgomery Road sidewalks waiting to, we haven't heard anything on that yet. All right. So, so the only thing I have is this resolution. I will read it. A resolution designating no parking on portions of Macaulay Road and Tenderfoot Lane in Sycamore Township. Motion to approve. Second. All right. Any discussion as to this? We've already had some in part during the public comments, but anymore. Mr. Porter, would you call the roll? Mr. LaBarbera? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weed? Aye. Anything else, Tracy? No, sir. That's all I have unless you have further questions. I can always think of one, you know. I'm sure so, you can. <laughs> uh, the crosswalks on Montgomery Road with the, the brick replacement that we'll be putting in, what's yes. the status of all that? So they're still waiting to get all the material in. It's supposed to be in within two weeks, they tell me. So uh, I've talked to the state about that also, because they want to know also you know, you know what's going on with the crosswalk. So uh, it's just a matter of them getting the material. Mm -hmm. All right, very good, thank you. All right, moving on then to planning and zoning. Mr. Miller, what do you have for us here? Uh, well, I guess I'll get the... Uh, uh, the unfortunate things out of the way first. I have nine resolutions for um, for you to consider tonight. Uh, I'm I'm going to try and do a, a a very brief and and consolidated presentation of these. Um, I'll I'll summarize these by saying that uh, in the majority they are tall grass, uh, noxious weed uh, violations. Uh, there's there's some you'll see the pictures in here where there's like a fallen tree. Uh, or stumps that need to be removed. Uh, but aside from that, they all fall, fall under uh, the uh, ORC 505.87 um, <clears throat> nuisance, uh, uh, nuisance code. So very quickly, uh, the first three are actually owned by the same property owner and they are vacant properties, uh, 8308 St. Clair Avenue. See tall grass, weeds, 3684, these are properties that have been a nuisance for other issues recently. Again, tall grass, weeds. You'll also see some of these properties coming back with junk vehicle violations later. Uh, again here, 3700 East Galbraith, tall grass, weeds, uh, fallen trees. Next property, this is a, another repeat uh, property that we've had issues with this year. 8566 Plainfield Road, tall grass, noxious weeds. Uh, some of it has been cut, but uh, that doesn't really uh, address the, the violation issue. So, uh, and there really hasn't been any forward movement since cutting that, that small portion. <clears throat> 1 2 133 Bear Valley Court. Uh, again, overgrown bushes, weed, noxious weeds. I guess this one 
I put that one on twice. My apologies. Let's see. 7700 Styrex Lane, tall grass, overgrown bushes. Forty-four fifty-six daffodil. Uh, as of yesterday, I don't believe this was cut. Uh, I've been notified by a resident uh, who shall not rename, remain nameless for the time being uh, that this was cut today. We'll verify, but for the time being, I'm I'm asking let's move forward with it. Uh, Forty-four fifty-eight daffodil avenue. Tall grass and weeds. Uh, this picture doesn't really do it justice, but you can see the. The, the growth on, on some of the weeds there. Uh, and then 40, excuse me, 4520 Sycamore Road. Uh, this is one that we, it's a rental property that we've been having some issues with. Um, obviously a, a lot of uh, long-term growth. So those are the properties that I'm asking the, uh, the trustees to consider tonight. Uh, I believe June of this year broke a 75-year record for, for rainfall. I haven't seen the final numbers for July, but uh, that, that may be uh, a record in recorded history for rainfall in this area for, um, um, you know, for, for the middle of the summer. So uh, obviously grass is still growing. Uh, property maintenance is still required throughout uh, the entire growing season. Uh, we will continue to work with these residents. Uh, but sometimes they need um, this additional push, and if if that doesn't work, we'll go in and, and, and clean them up after they've been declared a nuisance and the proper notifications have been given. So unless there's any other questions, I'll, uh, I'll go back and read the resolutions. All right. Any questions for Mr. Miller about any of them? No, I just noticed it was unresponsive. Every one of them. On the whole, they, they've either been unresponsive or they started to respond and then fell short. So this is the next step. We will continue to give them as much time as possible if, if they continue to work with us. I, I will note as you go into this, by the way, these information sheets you have for the cover of each of these is very helpful as a checklist just to yeah. see what's going on. And, and we'll keep refining them. Yeah, thank you. Yep. Okay. So first resolution, providing for and authorizing removal of vegetation, garbage, refuse, and other debris, and declaring a nuisance for the property located at 8308 St. Clair Avenue, Sycamore Township, Ohio, 45236. Motion to approve. Second. Any discussion? Mr. Porter? Mr. LaBarber? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weaver? Aye. Resolution providing for and authorizing removal of vegetation, garbage, refuse, and other debris, and declaring a nuisance for the property located at 3684 East Galbraith Road, Sycamore Township, Ohio, 45236. Motion to approve. Second. Discussion? Mr. Porter. Mr. Barber. Aye. Mr. James. Aye. Mr. Weed. Aye. Resolution providing for and authorizing removal of vegetation, garbage, refuse, and other debris, and declaring a nuisance for the property located at 3700 East Galbraith Road, Sycamore Township, Ohio, 45236. Motion to approve. Second. Discussion? Mr. Porter. Mr. LaBarber. Aye. Mr. James. Aye. Mr. Weaver. Aye. Resolution providing for and authorizing removal of vegetation, garbage, refuse, and other debris, and declaring a nuisance for the property located at 8566 Plainfield Road, Sycamore Township, Ohio, 45236. Motion to approve. Second. Discussion? Mr. Porter. Mr. Barber. Aye. Mr. James. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. 
Resolution providing for and authorizing removal of vegetation, garbage, refuse, and other debris, and declaring a nuisance for the property located at 12133 Bear Valley Court, Sycamore Township, Ohio, 45241. Motion to approve. Second. Discussion? Mr. Porter. Mr. Barber. Aye. Mr. James. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Is that the same address? Did we just did we put two on? It is. Oh. All right. Not sure how that got duplicated. Okay. Uh, resolution providing for and authorizing removal of vegetation, garbage, refuse, and other debris, and declaring a nuisance for the property located at 7700 Styrex Lane, Sycamore Township, Ohio, 45236. Motion approved. Second. Discussion? Mr. Porter. Mr. Barber. Aye. Mr. James. Aye. Mr. Sweet. Aye. Uh, resolution providing for an authorizing removal of vegetation, garbage, refuse, and other debris, and declaring a nuisance for the property located at 4456 Daffodil Avenue, Sycamore Township, Ohio, 45242. Motion approved. Second. Discussion? Mr. Porter. Mr. LaBarber. Aye. Mr. James. Aye. Mr. Sweetman. Uh, aye. Can, can you go back? I think that, is that zip code correct, 45242? That's what I was wondering. I think that might be four five two four three six, but I'm not no, positive. It is four two. Is it four two? Yep. It is okay. Yep. Thank you. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Resolution providing for and authorizing removal of vegetation, garbage, refuse, and other debris, and declaring a nuisance for the property located at forty four fifty eight Daffodil Avenue, Sycamore Township, Ohio four five two four two. Motion to approve. Second. Any discussion? Mr. Porter. Mr. Barber. Aye. Mr. James. Aye. Mr. Weaver. Aye. Resolution providing for and authorizing removal of vegetation, garbage, refuse, and other debris, and declaring a nuisance for the property located at 4520 Sycamore Road, Sycamore Township, Ohio, 45236. Motion to approve. And there is a second. Any discussion? Mr. Porter. Mr. Barber. Aye. Mr. James. Aye. Mr. Weaver. Aye. You did good. Repeat all. Yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Same is that a record for the okay. number? Is it one? And uh, some some happier news. Uh, I, I will say the uh, uh, zoning commission uh, will be reviewing the updated land use plan and the uh, the text amendments that we've prepared for them at their upcoming meeting on August 9th. Uh, that is case number 2021-11LU for land use and 2021-12T for the text amendments. Um, I expect them to kind of hold a, a work session style meeting at the beginning, uh, depending on how far they get. They they may or may not continue that on to another night. When is so, that? Uh, that is uh, August 9th at 6 p.m. Uh, at the last meeting, they uh, uh, they poked and prodded, and I, I promised them pizza. So <laughs> it'll be it'll be a work it'll be a a, a working dinner, I suppose. Uh, the uh, August 16th, uh, um, yeah, August 16th uh, BZA meeting will be canceled due to uh, uh, no agenda. We had one case uh, that was uh, uh, tentatively going to be on the, the agenda, but uh, we were able to uh, work with the applicant, revise their plan a little bit, and I'm happy to report they have a zoning certificate in hand.
Good. So excellent. Yep. And that's that's new home construction. All right. Any yep. other business for you to report? That's it. I'm done for the night. Okay. You've heard yep. enough out of me. Questions for Mr. Miller from anybody else? No. All right, a, a few um, here because I always have questions. Um, just if you could give an update, the property on Coogler Mill Road where the 11 homes are going to go in, I, I'll note I've had a report that one of those is already pre-sold before mm -hmm. any construction has even started. That's good news. But right now, I, I've mentioned to you, the land kind of looks like a marshland with mm -hmm. what's growing there. Yep. You've been in touch with the developer though and they're going to clear that up, is that correct? Yes, Mr. Work and I have. Uh, we, we received an email from the, the property manager saying that they would be scheduling that that cleanup as soon as possible so I'll, I'll follow up with them and you know get it get a firm date if I can okay so and I, I heard from I heard from uh, the the board tonight before the meeting about the uh, the sale of that first uh, that first property for uh, Oaks of Kenwood or I'm sorry this is uh, a Villa, villas, villas Kenwood, of Kenwood sorry yeah we've got another development that's Oaks of Kenwood yeah. uh, let's see here they um, they're still moving forward. Uh, I believe they just received the, uh, the the final subdivision approval that they needed from uh, Hamilton County. Um, other than that, they've been, they've been moving through the the county process. So, um, you know, okay. at, at this point, we uh, we need a zoning compliance plan, and then we can start issuing uh, uh, issuing zoning certificates for new homes. Uh, secondly, I understand through reports I've received at least that there's been some settlement in the case involving the land up by Moeller for the parking lot do you have any details about that or? Um, I have requested a copy of the the settlement agreement I haven't seen it yet okay, well, that, that's, that's something that then. mr. Desai will need to report on okay yep. um, thirdly in public comments mr. Fortin mentioned an incident of a fence being repaired and the resident being cited and if it's the incident mm -hmm. I think I'm familiar with that was long ago and not something that's happened under you know, your regime. So it's it, it's still on the books uh, as a rule. Uh, uh, a fence permit is a is a free or a zoning certificate rather. It's a free zoning certificate. We work with residents. We issue them all the time. Uh, if somebody puts up a fence without a um, uh, w without getting prior approval through the zoning certificate it's a hundred dollar application fee to get it um, that was that was in place well before I got here I I will say I think we've done a few of those in my time but it's been for you know full length of, of fence especially some that you know weren't necessarily up to um, you know current codes as far as setbacks whatnot uh, I've actually told residents um, I, I my interpretation of that is a little different if if you're just doing general maintenance to your to your existing fence do it you know if you have a rotted post fix fix your post if you have a you know a panel or you know some planks that need replaced i'm not going to require you to get a permit for that the 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 line of the fence is not changing um, if somebody does a full replacement you know we we verify that but um you know, as far as general maintenance, what what Mr. Fortin was talking about, um, I would not purposely find somebody for for replacing okay. a that, post. That didn't happen in your, under your watch. I don't know what incident he was talking about. I'm happy to review it's it. Like just one, yeah. one post I, I, 
Okay. That's not that's not a decision I, a determination I would have made. Okay. And, and fourthly, last item I had is for the zoning meeting, talking about the land use plan and the text amendments, I understand this might spill over into another if they don't get it all done then, but do we have a, a, a plan? Uh, are we live streaming this or is this going to be video recorded? Because this is something that members of the public might be interested in more so than whether somebody in a neighborhood across the township wants to put up a fence. This is a more widespread import. Do we have a plan? For that or there's no there's no current plan to live stream them um, we are we are doing video recording through the you know through the uh, you know in-house capabilities uh, if we want to do something different we'll have to you know I'm happy well, to take direction we're open to the public again here we are open to the public so it's easier for people to get here mm -hmm. perhaps if, if we could make a bigger push than usual for zoning meetings on our social media just to note these things are being discussed just so a few more people are familiar with it that that's might, fine that might be helpful to the public mm -hmm. so, okay anybody else have anything all right thank you mm -hmm. mr. Miller yes, sir let's move on to the law director report then mr. Donnellan welcome thank you uh, I'll ask mr. decide to follow up on the status of the Muller parking lot get back to you. He gave me about 30 minutes worth of notes for tonight, but given the long presentation you've given, I'll defer for him to come back and get that report. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. That's right. <laughs> Mr. Kellums really appreciates that. I think he likes yeah, short I, I will chime in. The, the, the settlement doesn't really have any bearing on the actual um, approval that, that we've already given Moeller. So they have they have their plans in hand. There's a zoning certificate that's been issued. Um, you know, it, it is out of our hands. Okay. Whatever whatever that settlement agreement says. All right. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. uh, any questions for Mr. Donnellan? Nope. Then let's move on. Administrator report, Mr. Warwick. The uh, first thing I have is the uh, new draft, the expanded draft of the Sycamore Township Public Records Policy that the board discussed with our auditor in the post-audit conference this evening. And I think uh, I sent this to you ahead of time. I'm wondering if we can have you adopt this, approve it. I don't know what the right term would be, just by a simple motion. I think a public records policy like this, you can adopt by motion. Um, you're required by statute to have a public records policy. Yes. And this is pretty consistent with other communities' policies. So I think a motion would be appropriate to put it in the record that this is now the official policy of the administration and the township. And for the record, we have an existing <coughs> policy already. It's just very so brief. So I think the motion would be to update it with this text. I'll make a motion that we update the, uh, the public records request policy uh, to the the current one as presented and I'll second that all right so we have this records policy it's in the record of the meeting here published uh, this I understand is based upon the state auditors recommendations and is essentially a, a summary in many of way many ways of what the sunshine book requires or recommends as best practices here and it expands upon the uh, what I would call the pithier policy we had before, which also accomplished all of those things, but without all the detail. Uh, any comments? Yeah, I think I think our, la our, our last policy was, uh, we were meeting all the requirements, but this is considerably more uh, uh, definitive, and uh, uh, I think it's better to have more than less when it comes to uh, public records request policy. So I, I, I agree with this. Thank you, Wayne. Thank you. I agree. We, we wouldn't typically do this with a motion, but there are members of the public who are frequent requesters here. I, I will ask, is there any comment as to this policy since this is something 
any of you would be using. If, if you have a brief comment, sir, go ahead. Uh, Mr. No, Mr. Miller could bring you one if you like. Certainly. I bet you that Jay, just up. just speak up. This is gonna. This is. This will pick you up. Thank you. All right. Please identify yourself since you're not. My name is Jay Janis Jr. I live at 4462 Daphnel Avenue, Sycamore Township, Ohio. Trustee James Smith. I guess I'm one of the top 20,000 uh, applicants or uh, people that do public records requests at Sycamore Township, Ohio. And I did have a brief conversation with uh, Trustee James Correction. A communication by email when I first was aware this was coming up on the uh, agenda and as I understand it from Trustee James and a little bit of what Trustee Weaver said this is additional information and detail will help bring it up in a more um, favorable compliance with state law for the open records of the meeting and public policy and I'm very supportive of that and so thank you for allowing me to speak and I appreciate the records for hopefully <coughs> Thank you, Mr. Janus. Um, any further comments from anyone? If not, Mr. Porter, will you call the roll, please? Mr. LaBarber? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. Uh, next on the agenda, Mr. Weedman at the last meeting asked me to address uh, some questions about the accounting system and the transition. Um, <coughs> First of all, the transition to UAN was never meant to be a cost-cutting program. Uh, there may have been some things about it, like UAN's annual fee is a little cheaper, but that's not even material. Um, my comments about cost savings had to do with uh, years out when, when once the transition is done, because the transition year certainly has extra costs. Uh, once that is over, the cost that the township here uh, used to bear for years and years was a lot of work that our CPA had to do to kind of put the books in order so that the uh, audit could be completed. Uh, so that's where the savings will come. The contractor that we have from Robert Half uh, certainly, uh, well, in these next couple of months, uh, Debbie Campbell will be gone the second half of August. Uh, so she will be doing the close of uh, of July, actually tomorrow. Uh, she'll she'll steer the car for the first time by herself, and uh, and then since she'll be gone the last part of August, then uh, uh, contractor will still be here when she gets back to to, to watch the second close. Uh, there are some other things that have to be done that made the transition very difficult uh things that uh, could have been avoided but uh, things happen i'm i'm not going to point fingers or throw anybody under the bus but there were a couple significant things it could be i think uh, my best guess would be this contractor should be probably uh through the end of the year his hours probably will fluctuate uh, uh, though as 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 we move uh, towards the end of the year the the check that got issued twice um, to Velicor happened because the uh, in the transition from uh, the old 
uh, software to the new software, it was on a, a blanket PO that we used to do uh, that was done all the time, well, in recent history, where we would have a blanket PO with no vendor's name on it. It was just an amount of money. That leads to a lot of problems, and uh, the new system and the new uh, procedures uh, don't allow for that anymore. You can have a blanket PO, but it must have a vendor's name on it. Um, the other thing that's very different is that the whole PO process is started with a requisition by the department head. So the person who's really asking to spend the money and is controlling the quality of that spending, if you will, fills out the requisition in the software. And at that time, the person filling it out puts the amount that's needed and breaks that amount over the accounts it should be charged to. In prior years, with the old system in POs, many times there was no nomenclature on there, and so the, the decisions about that money were made after the fact and without the specific involvement many times of the person spending the money. Now it's completely opposite. The person spending the money um, has full control of where that should be allocated. The other thing that's happening is that as they're doing requisitions that we they pay attention to their appropriations level so that uh, we are not requesting money in a an account where there's not ample appropriations already being made by the board um, in the past years that was ignored and there were time well in when we would get to December uh, the adjustment to appropriations were made in one big adjustment that was after the CPA could come in and kind of put things back together <clears throat> and so it, you know we had at the end of uh, 2019 like 5.8 million or uh, 5.8 million in uh, new appropriations those should have been done throughout the year and that's why that has happened we've come back to the board two or three times already this year for additional appropriations and we're certainly going to come back a couple more times before this year is out but each time uh, we need to explain why we need that money and then the board has the chance to quiz us about well, what what's going on there um, that's the way to do it not wait till the end of the year after after the staff has already spent that money that's really in violation of the whole intent of, of the setup the other thing about checks being issued twice, uh, the controlling factor on that is making sure you put the invoice number in the software. If you have the same invoice number in, it won't let you do that. Uh, Bucks wouldn't let you do it, UAN doesn't let you do it. The problem is when the, we don't follow through uh, with, with uh, putting in the <coughs> invoice number, we had... Uh, also, some very old outstanding checks. Uh, 2018 going back to 2012, there were 45 outstanding checks, which we are in the process now of cleaning them up. In the process, in looking down at some of those checks and getting a hold of the vendor or the person and say, you still have this check, 
why haven't you cashed it? We were told a few times that, no, you had already sent me that check. So it is a, uh, a, a mistake that has happened in the past. With the new system in and with us running fully UAN with the start of a requisition, a purchase order that's uh, within the confines <coughs> of the appropriations, uh, the opportunity for that to happen should go way down. Um, so I think that the new system's working. Uh, uh, the department heads have made adjustments in their accounts, meaning they've they've uh, uh, they've added accounts, they've they've gotten rid of accounts, so that what they're managing in their departments is what they want to see, and uh, and uh, we've done the uh, intra fund transfers, which does not have to come before the board. And so uh, they've got a much clearer picture of uh, where they stand <coughs> and where they're going. I think that addresses all the, the, the concerns. Yeah, Mr. Work, I'd like to address. Uh, I'd like to, to uh, address this uh, issue. Um, I went back and listened to the videos of our previous meetings when this was originally was was presented to the board and you clearly said we were going to be saving money on this on this software so um, I'm not sure exactly what you meant maybe you meant just it was an annual fee we were saving but you, that's not how how it was really presented to the board um, I can tell you that with the uh, payment we're, that we're going to prove to tonight to Robert half management for six thousand three hundred and three dollars and fifty cents we will now be at a total cost of sixty one thousand five hundred and thirty six dollars and sixty five cents to transfer this uh, our, our software from bucks to UAN and in my opinion there doesn't appear any real real end in sight in my conversation with uh, with Debbie um, she tells me she still is not prepared to close a month number one number two um, uh, you're suggesting that that uh, this consultant was is going to be on till probably the end of the year, which could potentially put us in the hundred and ten thousand dollar range to transfer this software from one 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 accounting software to another. Um, I mean, just doing the simple math, I can tell you that based on that, everybody in this room will long be dead by the time we break even on this project. We will not be saving money on this project. Just, I just want to clarify that. Um, I also ask you about the fact that when you originally presented, I went back and listened to the video again, and you presented to us that everything that was being done by Bucks would also be done by UAN, which in fact is still not true. We are doing our CIC on the old Bucks system. We are not doing it in UAN because UAN would require us an additional $4,300 a year to put CI, our CIC on the on the UAN system, so that in fact wasn't true as well. And um, I also talked to Debbie about the the invoicing and the fact that Velicor got paid twice, and she did enter the according to her she did enter the the invoice number. And since that time, uh, is it Rick that we have? Is that Rick? Rick has fixed the system so that it will now stop any duplicate payment. But in the past, that was not that triggered. That would not was not triggered. So, 
she said she could have entered that same invoice 20 times I would have paid it 20 times because it was not triggered by Rick or whoever's doing I don't know who's doing it. I'm not throwing Rick under the bus but whoever's doing it did not have that in place to stop those additional payments she also advised me that we have at least four companies that were paid duplicate checks not just Velicor now but at least four companies that have paid were paid uh, duplicate invoices and I guess I ask you the question how many more do we have that we don't know about uh, I, I, this is really concerning to me that last month it was one now it's four and we don't really know exactly how many were actually how how do you how do you um, how are you going to find this information out so that, and report back to the board so that we have an ample number an accurate number as to what was actually paid in duplication on invoices that came in well maybe one what thing that we, I don't I don't have the the actual but Debbie could certainly yeah. give it to you one thing that maybe we could do is have her talk to me about it and not you I'm not aware of these other ones I'm a, I'm a, look I'm an elected trustee I'm entitled to ask her any question I want yeah and I've asked her those questions and I'm not gonna argue with you there's no reason to argue and the other thing is the savings that I talked about had to do with the prior years after the transition is over the transition is more costly because quite frankly there was a lot of uh, confusion a uh, kind of uh, the cooperation was uh, uh, muddled up in the beginning and it's not because of the staff and uh, that's just made it a lot more difficult this transition has also not just been a software transition has it it's been a transition to accounting control processes in conjunction with yes. software which is used to keep those yes books, correct yes now, like, I have a question. can I just finish oh, up on my sure, questions go ahead, please go um, ahead. so there, there was a cost to, there's a cost to switch from from uh, bucks to UAN and we opted to go to an outside agency Rick um, uh, Robert half management resources to do that but wasn't there an option to use UAN to, the, the, somebody from UAN to actually allow us to do that as well there was no one available and that still would have cost money but I guess the question is we're paying him $75 an hour and how much would we have paid UAN to do that same transition I don't know it'd be somewhere around there I'm not I'm not sure what there it depends on which person you get okay maybe you could find that out and let us know that I'd appreciate that I have no more questions. Okay, thanks. Mr. Work, do you have a telephone? I do. Do you have an email account? Yes. Do you have an office? Yes, I do. Are you, you here where we can go ask you questions? Yes. Okay, and, and I've done some of that about Mr. Weedman's questions from last time, haven't I, over the course of the last month? Yes. And we've talked about all this, and we've talked through some of this, and figured out what's going on, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mr. Weedman done that? No. All right, doesn't well, talk to me he talks to everybody on my staff all right well let me encourage mr. Weedman and mr. LaBarba when you have questions about how these things are run certainly we need to report to the public on all of these things but the purpose of these meetings isn't to beat up on employees well, I'm, beat, I'm not beating up on anybody. I, I didn't interrupt you yep. but uh, I would encourage you to ask these questions because we're here to manage the money of the township and to make sure it is being protected rather than asking gotcha questions and setting things up for the next month I I would encourage you to actually go sit down with mr. work and talk about these things like I've done and like I expect mr. LaBarber may have done and I've talked with Rick about these things just like you have with Debbie but ultimately Debbie reports to him and Rick reports to him and others on the staff report to him so I, I think it's useful to have these conversations and let's just make this work rather than you know beating up employees no, to well, try to get it can I interject here please yeah uh, 
you know, you're saying Tom hasn't talked to Mr. Warwick. Well, Mr. Warwick really hasn't talked to me about my office, which I'm ultimately responsible for, and actually Debbie is my employee. That's set out in the uh, ORC. And as I said from the very beginning, in fact, I uh, have said from the very beginning that UAN is problematic. I've been doing this for 30 years, but my opinion didn't count on running the uh, software. And uh, so this is what we got. The, at the end of the year, we did make one, have one meeting where there were adjustments to these things. It seems to me that we're doing it almost every meeting. This is like the first meeting I can remember where we haven't made an adjustment to the appropriations. And uh, uh, it was, it's just going on every meeting, it seems like. The, the uh, entering of the uh, paying of bills is much more cumbersome. It takes a tremendous amount of time. And, you know, I've never been consulted about any of this. Mr. Warwick did not uh, bring UAN in because he wanted to get this started as quickly as possible. And that, so a lot of this expense for Robert Half, and I know the gentleman from Robert Half personally. He's a good man, he's an honest man, and I'm not putting him under the bus at all, but I think that was an expense that could have been avoided if we hadn't been in such a hurry to cram this UAN system down my throat, frankly, and I, I don't know what the purpose of it was. I mean, it's cost us a lot of money that didn't need to be spent. I think that needs to be made well, clear. It, a, your opinion certainly matters, and I did take that into account, Mr. Porter, and you and I did discuss some of that. I have encouraged you to speak with Mr. Warwick about these things as well. The issue of who Ms. Campbell works for, I think if you check the records of her hiring, her payment and everything, you'll see it's not exactly what you think in conjunction with the statute, but that's a discussion for another day, I suppose. The transition to UAN is part of putting in more modern accounting controls and much better reporting for the township. That's why I wanted it to happen. I think the reporting is much better. Even in simple ways like these purchase orders we have we'll be considering are much easier to read, frankly, and that matters in terms of understanding these things, reading through them, and reviewing them. Ease of access to the information and understanding the information is important to managing the finances of the township. So all of these things are certainly very important. As to the cost of UAN, I think the license cost is less. Of course, there's a transition fee. We have costs in putting accounting controls in place that simply weren't always there before. We are a huge operation run on a skeleton staff in many ways, and expertly so, but we've got a massive budget, tens of millions of dollars. We need to have controls and places for these things that involve multiple checks on it. Ultimately, you're responsible for those finances, as are we trustees. So we want to make sure we're getting it right, and it's important to do that and have these checks in place. My understanding as to the cost of uh, bucks continued for the CIC, by the way, is incidental. We're not paying for the uh, licensing, or I'm sorry, we're not paying for the maintenance fee anymore. We have it on call if we need it, but it's basically a checkbook used for the CIC and nothing more. So that, that's really not consequential. And technically, we aren't the CIC. The CIC is a corporation that the township set up, which is 
separate we still have, from we the still, township. We still have accounting obligations to that. Oh, well, of course we do. Yes, yes of course we do. But they're, they're being done by this simple process. So, but, but back to this, Mr. Porter, of course your opinions matter, and, and we're interested in this. But part of the change in this and how it came about was very rocky, in part because of lawsuits and other things which occurred. We're past all that. We've got the system in place. I know you didn't want it, and I understand that, and I understand why. But we have it in place now. It's our and job I, to I all, understand that too. Yeah, it's our job to make it work now. So let's make it work, and let's all work together to do that. And whether people like each other or not, or want to beat each other over the head about something, doesn't matter because we have a duty to the public. So let's follow through with that and, and move on with that business. I think we've addressed this concern. If you have other questions for Mr. Work about it, you threw some out there, and he can certainly address them for the public in the next meeting. But I would encourage him to report to you about it and you to ask him if you don't get the report so that we can all have this information instead of going four weeks apart in volleying questions back and forth. So why don't we move on to whatever further business we have here, okay? Um, what else do we have, Mr. Warwick? We have uh, five uh, POs, over $5,000. Uh, first one is uh, Purchase Order 399 uh, for 2021, and it's to Baston & Company. That's our auditor that you met with this evening. And uh, because we had to do, there's extra costs because we had to do a single year audit. And uh, this is for $10,200. Motion to approve. And there is a second. Any discussion as to this? Mr. Porter, will you call the roll, please? Mr. LaBarbera? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. Next is uh, purchase number 401. This is to Certic, Dowd, and Turner uh, Law Firm. Um, and it's in the amount of $59.77.80. Motion to approve. Second. Any discussion? Now, Mr. Bork, this is for the over $5,000 this month cost of the attorney's fees for responding to some burdensome subpoenas and records requests the township received? Yes. Okay, there, there were earlier expenses for this too, but they didn't exceed the $5,000 amount. Is that That's correct? That's correct. Okay, all in about how far are we in so far on that? Oh, it's between nine and ten thousand dollars. Okay, thank you, uh, Mr. Porter. Will you call the roll? Mr. LaBarber? aye. Mr. James, aye. Mr. Weedman, aye. The next is purchase order four twenty-six. This is for Lebanon Ford. This is to uh, replace three of the vehicles the sheriff's drive, sheriff's deputies drive. This was in our capital plan for this year. The money has been appropriated, um, and the vehicles are, are ready to be uh, outfitted and picked up, and the amount of the purchase order is 86132 Motion to approve. Second. Any discussion? Mr. Porter? Mr. LaBarber? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. Next is purchase order 446 to Velicor. Uh, Microsoft licensing, uh, which is just a pass-through for them. They, they, they just take care of uh, buying the license. They don't mark it up at all. And the amount is $6,800. Motion to approve. Second. Any discussion? Is this for a, a one-year period? Mr. Yes. Okay. This is for the rest of this year. It's, uh, it's Office 365. So it's for a this full year, a, though, this or is a PU, this is a, this is a purchase order that'll get us through the end of the year. So six months, roughly. Or, yeah, yeah. For yeah. for the licensing. Uh, okay. All right. 
Any other discussion? Mr. Porter? Mr. LaBarber? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. And lastly is purchase order 481. This is for Cummins Bridgeway. And this is what repair work chief on engine 92? Yes, yes, sir. And the amount is 84, 86, and 91 cents. Motion approved. Second. Any discussion? Mr. Porter. Mr. LaBarber? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. Thank you. That's all I have. All right. Anything else from Mr. Warwick here? Moving on, fiscal officer report. Mr. Porter, what do you have for us? Yes. Um, earlier today, as you mentioned, we had a meeting with the auditor. Uh, he presented the audit report, and uh, it was a totally clean report. Uh, no findings of any type, except he did mention um, the uh, records policy, and that's really a very technical issue so we didn't get our five stars because the we didn't have the updated records policy which we which you guys took care of tonight but uh, a long line of very clean audits which uh, the staff can be proud of uh, and you too uh, so thank you well I um, I'm that's been my uh, goal to keep uh, an eye on the township's money, and I think I've done a good job, and the voters have uh, 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 gratefully, I've, I'm very grateful to, for their confidence they showed in me. So uh, that was what occurred uh, earlier tonight, and I'm hopefully the uh, three more that I have while I'm still here go the same way. Um, we had receipts of $1,145,542.40. Uh, the largest one was the pandemic payment from the state of Ohio of over a million dollars there. And then we had disbursements of $186,811.06. Motion to approve. A full list is in the packet. All right, we have a motion and a second. Any discussion? So the million plus, that's the ARP money distribution? Yes. All right. Uh, will you call the roll? Apparently there's additional coming, I, I found out. So we could have another. There's multiple trenches, yeah. I think they're calling it, is for the distribution. Would you call the roll? Uh, Mr. LaBarber? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weaver? Aye. All right. Very good. And, and congratulations from all of us on the board, on the audits to you and to staff, as you said, for bring this together again so um, all right next we have trustee comments mr. Weedman I don't have any at this time all right mr. LaBarbera <laughs> yeah I was on the Hamilton uh, County Health update call today with Greg Kesterman um, and there is an uptake uh, there's a new phase underway the Delta variance is definitely affecting the area um, Hamilton County though is less than the city the city is the county is always higher. City's higher this time. The hospitalization has increased. Um, and what's happening now? We're seeing more younger people, 40 to 50. That bracket's getting hit now because uh, the age 60 and above, uh, uh, those people have been vaccinated for the most part. And 97% of the people in the hospital haven't been vaccinated. They did discuss the. Uh, it's not a mandate but to start wearing your mask uh, indoors in public places. Uh, it's up to the individual, though. 
they're recommending that students wear a mask, but it's not a mandate. Uh, strongly rec recommend that the students wear a mask indoors, and that's up to each school district. Somebody asked about booster shots, if you follow the news, not, not approved by the FDA. And uh, plenty of PPE equipment for you, so if you need that, just call down there. And um, also they, they were talking about Denise Treehouse sent an email out, the federal eviction moratorium expired, which means uh, our community is now at risk of losing, many people are at risk of losing their homes. Hamden County has millions of dollars in rental assistance funds available through the American Rescue Plan, and uh, we should post it on our website uh, where they can find that information. But it's, uh, she thanked us for getting the word out. Got to tell you, Saturday, uh, the 24th, uh, person and I went down to the historic kickoff, inauguration induction ceremony of the Cincinnati Black Music Walk of Fame. And it was at the new uh, Icon Music Center across the street from Paul Brown Stadium. A lot of people don't even know it's there. It's an incredible, incredible venue. And the founding inductees were a uh, fellow by the name of Dr. Charles Fold for gospel music, a Grammy Award winner from uh, our town. Uh, the Isley Brothers, Stanley went to Sycamore High School for a while, uh, had so many hit records. Uh, Bootsy was there, Bootsy Collins, and Peppermint Patty, his wife, they were there. And uh, I was there because of Otis Williams. Otis is a dear friend of mine. James Brown, when I talked to James years ago, James said, hey, if it wasn't for Otis, none of us would have made it. Uh, he was a big football star at Withrow, had a chance to go to Ohio State football, had a chance to play professional baseball, and Sid Nathan talked him into staying at uh, King Records and should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but uh, had hits like Ivory Tower, Hearts of Stone. Matter of fact, produced Hank Ballard's uh, Twist. Chubby Checker lifted a note for note. And uh, Hamilton County Commissioner Denise, uh, excuse me, uh, Alicia Reese acknowledged me from the stage. Uh, Sycamore Township is here. Mentioned my name a couple times and mentioned Sycamore Township. Talked about the movies in the park, the big success that uh, the kids had. They loved it. They loved the free popcorn. They loved the fire department. And I want to make a mention that the 11th Annual Sycamore Township Car Show is coming up this Saturday. Registration begins at 9 o'clock to noon, as, as uh, Tr Tracy had mentioned. And the awards presentation is around 3.30, 3 o'clock, 3.30. And of course, that includes the coveted trustees trophies. And that's at uh, Robert Schuller Sports Complex on here for a road. And uh, yoga in the park, of course, we check the counts. So that's, that's all I have. It's busy time. All right, thank you. A uh, few things I wanted to address. Um, Mr. Fortin, in his public comments earlier, handed us these top 75 communities handouts from what he confirmed with Sensi Magazine. I think I saw this published recently. And I mean, frankly, these are sort of meaningless rankings with mysterious criteria as to what goes in there. One of the beauties of Sycamore Township, I think, is we're kind of transparent in, in many ways, not just transparent, hopefully, in what we're doing and in providing information to our residents, but we're just kind of there. We're not charging our residents a lot of money. We're maintaining low taxes. And Mr. Weedman likes to talk about that all the time. And it's something we should be justifiably proud of is keeping those taxes low. We're a great place to live. We're formed of many communities that have other names attached to them. Kenwood is what many people who live right around here would tell you they live in. If you ask them, they wouldn't say Sycamore Township. Um, 
kids who live in Kenwood who go to Indian Hill schools might even claim Indian Hill, for example. Other neighborhoods claim other things. The fact that we're not ranked in some meaningless ranking is kind of silly, I think. It's nice to be number one on things, but we know we're number one. We don't need Cincy Magazine to tell us that. So uh, just thought I'd point that out. I also wanted to share something I shared with some others here at the Township Administration last week. There was a news story I saw on WCPO uh, on the I-Team. Uh, they've always got interesting reports there on the I-Team. And this one was about the village of Morrow, or city of Morrow, I forget which it is, having to pay a lot of money to an employee who filed suit. Uh, they had to pay $1.1 million if this uh, verdict is not overturned on appeal for what was described as atrocious and utterly intolerable treatment of this ex-worker. What happened, uh, WCPO has this featured on its website. If you go to the I-Team there, you can look this and other things up. It was a story about how motivated by politics, a few elected officials actively sought to publicly humiliate a municipal employee and to whip up public disdain and scorn for him. They, wanted, they actually sought out to make people dislike him and make him look bad. Now a federal jury says their taxpayers have to pay $1.1 million in damages to fix the harm the elected officials caused with these petty games. I thought it was worth sharing that with uh, the public, with my fellow elected officials and those on the staff here too. It's a good reminder about how the occasional pettiness of politics and unfortunately those of us up here who got elected are politicians uh, how those things can have devastating financial consequences to the taxpayer uh, and that's not right and I, I expect none of us ever want to see such a thing happen here in Sycamore Township the story when I read it was a useful reminder about the importance too of us all remaining publicly respectful of others even those with whom we might disagree at times um, Treating others with decency and kindness goes a long way. And I think that's something we should all remember in working with each other and in dealing with each other as to anything. So I want to leave everybody with those words. So thanks for the opportunity for comments here. And I will just note some announcement changes. So as Mr. Kellum's noted, we've got the movies in the park this weekend. Uh, we've got bid openings. We've got uh, Board of Zoning Appeals meeting has been canceled and uh, other meetings listed on our calendar. So I'd encourage everyone to look at that, pay attention to our website. And if you're interested in the movies or the band events in the park, uh, the ones this year are going forward. I hope more people do turn up and I'd encourage anyone uh, who's going to share that information on social media and get some of your neighbors there too and have a good time because they are fun events. They're inexpensive to put on, relatively speaking here, and let's enjoy them while we can. So with that said, uh, motion to adjourn. Is second. there a second? All right. Mr. Porter, call the roll. Mr. LaBarber. Aye. Mr. James. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. All right. Thank Good you very night. much, everyone. We are adjourned at 8.43 p.m. on Tuesday, August the 3rd from our regular trustee meeting. Thank you.